Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Better Call Saul Season 4, Episode 7. It's called Something Stupid. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. We started you know, this one. I, oh. I didn't know the, the title for this. And it, it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's a perfect title for the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, but this one starts, though, with the split screen. So, actually, I was, wor- I was worried that there was a, a glitch because it starts off with just half the screen black. And I thought, either this is about to be a split screen thing and the other thing's not popped in yet, or something funky's happening. <laughs> and it, no, it turned out to be a split screen thing. And it's it, and the beautiful thing of this split screen, because the whole point here is that it's showing how Jimmy and Kim are kind of, you know, drifting apart over time. And there's a bit of a time jump in this episode. We've clearly jumped a considerable time. Her cast is off. Uh... It's only like a month, I think, Jimmy said, until he's... he's, uh, he's... Yeah, so this this opening sequence lasts nine months because we yeah. see him getting his, you know, thing checked. Every yeah, so yeah, he has, we, he has we, his we baby see the at month. the end. Yeah, yeah, we get the... Um, but when he goes to do his, uh, you know, his... his that, that was a quality card. joke that you just brushed over. All right. I know, because I was trying to th- find this word, parole card, for lack of a better word. Parole card, yes. Yeah, uh, we see dates, finally. So we're, we're just into what two thousand. I think we're in two thousand four now. By the end, aren't we? Uh, maybe by the, by the end. end but yeah. the one I noticed when it popped up was two thousand three. I wasn't really caring enough to pay attention to the dates on the. Well, we went through a, th- a few because I caught yeah. October and then January. Yeah, that sounds right. But what I thought was genius about this, all than showing that time had passed and showing that they're drifting away, is it was very gradual and the first time it's split screen that they're having they're brushing their teeth together, right? And it's the same in both sides, and halfway no, through. No, it's not. And this is what annoying. This is the one problem I have with this sequence. It is not the same on both sides because I was under the impression that okay, you know, oh, it's the same day at first, right? Because and the rest of the no, I was never under that, that impression. Why are you complaining about this? No, no, no. Because it, it, it this, this, this bothered me because the way the first part of this montage plays out, it's like okay, this is this is a day. This is how their their days are separate, but kind of how they play out at the start. Yeah, two typical days that are basically the same. Well, see, that's the thing. I didn't get... It felt like it was supposed to be the same day to me. No, never like, occurred felt like, to me. Okay, we start <laughs> on one day and watch what they do separately. That that's felt like the point to me. But it, And it, it bothered me that they were doing, clearly doing it as two separate days because of just, you know, oh, you know, she was wearing different shirts. I'm like, no, no, no. Just do it the other way. And no, I'm I not have, like this one I have thing. zero problem with it. This is such a Connor complaint. I know, but it bothered the hell out of me. It's just, it's just convenient your name alliterates with the word complaint because it's perfect. It is, it is, yeah. So, your stupid criticism aside of the being two different days at the opening split screen bit, what was great about this is that it starts off and it's showing that the two days are the same. Right? It's two different days, but they're the same. They're both together, they're both brushing their teeth at the same time. They're in sync, he's you know putting the toothpaste on her brush because she's only got the one arm, and so on and so on. Halfway through... They're doing it separately because they're you know they're at different hours, right? She's getting up earlier for work. She's getting up later, whatever. But it was still in sync. This was what was beautiful of it is that despite the fact that they were now clearly on their own, they were still in sync with each other. But by the end of the montage, they weren't even in sync anymore. Like one was sleeping when the other one was brushing their teeth, which is funny because obviously that was always what was already happening anyway. Because otherwise they'd be in the bathroom at the same time. 
but the the the, the stylistic point still works because it's like no no they were still in sync and they're, we're still in place with each other despite the fact that they're, they're having to separate due to just what their days were but now we get to the end of the montage and they're just not even remotely in sync and you know, obviously there's a lot of them eating dinner uh it got really fancy at a couple of points where it was basically just the, it was the one shot just split in two because it was they were in the same room and they were eating yeah, dinner yeah. on either side they just put a line in the middle yeah but there was the great moment where uh jimmy reaches <laughs> over through the through the divide mm-hmm. and um but it, it's this great just because it feels like separate they feel so separate, yeah. you know, at that point. And then it's just a reminder that, no, 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 they're still in the same room. They're there together. Did it? I don't know if it did. It should have if it didn't. It's not a big deal if it didn't, but uh, did, did he go over the line or behind the line? I feel I f- behind the line. Yeah, I think it was, because that's the easy thing to do, just put the line in the front. But I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering if it would have even just a little bit better if he's went over the line. Like, you know, like... It would have been more appropriate for Jimmy. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, it's just a small thing. But, but no, I, I'm fairly sure from memory it was behind the line. Yeah. Uh, and all, all the while you've got this uh, the, the, the song playing. Uh, very upbeat. <laughs> Which yeah. kind oh, of. Oh, God, what, what was the song now? Oh, it's, uh, it's the one that's. I can't remember, I don't know the name of the song, but it's. Uh, I went and said something stupid like I love you. No, that's the way the chorus is. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was like, so, okay, so this, this is making a very clear point at the start of this episode. They're drifting apart. Um, she's got a nice fancy new office. She's getting little awards to put up. She's really settling into the new new job at the new law firm, of which I can never remember the name of, even though we were staying at the sign for like ten minutes at one Str- point. Strickler, Strickland, and something. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't oh. remember. Uh, but she she's there and it's all going well. And a lot of this episode is kind of showing how separate they are. And he's still doing his phone tricks, and we see him. He's actually got the. Uh, the, the vacated lot, the 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 the, the office. He's, he's showing yeah. more the office, um, and he's it's actually all POV. We're being in most POV. We don't know it's him till the end of the or towards the end of the scene. And Jimmy's just kind of talking to the camera, and I was like, is he trying to sell us in Kim? Because I, I started to feel really awkward. Like she's going to turn this down. <laughs> she wants no part of this. She's 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 living the high life. She she's off being Holly De Janeiro and 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 the, the, the big law firm. It's the bit where he talks about the off, you know, the 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 second office for the yeah. partner. And he measures it out, and it's like, you know, six. It's five and a half, let's be honest. Which, of course, comes back later when he's actually in her real office, and he measures it with his feet again, and it's like ten. And he's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, shit. Yeah. This is like twice the size of the he, office I can give and, her. And, and this is the thing, because obviously he never offers it to Kim, the other office. No. But you know, even if you, we thought, oh, maybe that is in his head, right? But that moment where he measures it, and he goes, shit. You know, that's when you know he was thinking about it. That was it. the plan. Like, I can't yeah. repeat. That, yeah. that, that was always the plan, and that that seems wonderful because he comes to this you know this this party at the, the office right and he's he's never and he's like the nervous wife coming to the office party he's like oh should yeah. I not talk to certain people and so no just have fun it'd be fine and I got this is this is the great thing this show does is I got immediate immediate social anxiety because I just like Jimmy's going to do something stupid he's going to say something he's going to and it, sure enough he gets drunk and he basically and every everyone around him certainly understands what he's doing by the time he's finished which is he's basically making fun of them for being essentially successful and rich it's all hoity toity because they're talking about going on a break the the, the work retreat and like, oh we'll go skiing and it seems like they go somewhere fairly local just you know they can get there easily yeah. and, he, and he starts off he recommends a place he's like oh it's a little bit further but you know just watch watch a movie or something in the bus and like um 
And they seem to go for it. Yeah, they're like, kind of... Yeah, okay, that, that, that seems worth looking into. Yeah, but then he won't stop, and he keeps recommending further and further places and says, oh, you can go on a and plane and a private jet. Yeah. Oh, coming into landing, all these hoity-toity lawyers landing for their, their company retreat. And he feels belittled. He feels like he's he's a failure. He feels like he's out of place. And this is kind of all, always where he was going to end up, but he feels lesser now because of yeah. Kim's success and obviously the alcohol's kind of what's let them bring this out but uh it felt very true but wonderfully awkward at the same time i, I was so tense in a really uncomfortable way during this and yeah. kim like sort of patting him on the shoulder every so often and just sort of putting on the fake smile trying to be like come on we're done here yeah try to cover it up and it's just not not working very well um which is beautiful because oh, so bad for kim as do I. I feel really bad, especially since I think you could read because we'll find out next week probably exactly what she means by the end of the episode. But my my worry, I have a real worry about what she means at the end of the episode. So let's let's get into what this builds up to. So yeah. so Jimmy Jimmy's selling his phones. He's got like a regular gig. He's using business cards saying Saul. Uh, he yeah, is, he's using the alias uh, to, for his criminal activity. So that's really exciting. But he's selling phones with them all, and this guy, this cop, comes Kuehl. up. Sorry? Kuehl, isn't it? Kuehl. Who's Mo? Who did I keep calling Mo? I don't know. Why did I think he was Mo? I don't know. They definitely said Huel a few times in this episode. Yeah. Well, he's in Breaking Bad, so I mean, for some reason I remembered it was Mo. Who am I thinking of? There's a Mo somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is. There's a goddamn Mo somewhere. Maybe he just reminds me of someone who looks like who's someone else who's called Mo. She, I don't know. He just looks like a Mo. He looks like a Mo. What do you want from me? Huel, yes. He's selling phones with Huel, and he he this guy comes up and it turns out to be a cop. Although we don't actually see that he's got a badge yet. It's not until he gets knocked down that we actually confirm that he oh he actually is a cop. Because I, I thought Saul Maybe. was just being Oh, did you? I, I, I just took it at face value. No, nah, I, I thought Saul was just kind of making it, it was like, oh, the way this guy's speaking to me, I'm just going to assume he's an arc. Like, just, just you know. No, no, for me, it was him going, no, he, he knows the technicalities of what he can get away with here. He knows that he's not actually doing anything wrong. Like he points out, he's got permits, you know, he's got everything that he Does needs Does he have to, a permit? To sell things, probably, yeah. Like here, at the back of a car? It might well have done. I, I, I don't see any reason why he he seems so confident in what he's sure, saying that, sure. he, that he can hold up and, and given you know, that he is actually tries to arrest him. and given that he's yeah. a lawyer and he knows that this will come up then yeah he probably does know what he's doing here in terms of yeah i, I think he, he feels so confident in what he's doing here yeah no that's fair that i do believe him but so more oh, so <laughs> i'm gonna keep doing that <laughs> We could do that. So he'll comes around. They've got sandwiches, and I love how they set this up earlier that they, they get lunch together. Like you know, one of them will go get food and come back. So he, he's coming around the car. He's got his headphones on, and he sees them arguing with a cop. Not only it's a cop, because yeah. again, he's he's in plain clothes. You, you can't tell it's a cop. Again, I, I didn't know. I didn't know for sure it was a cop until I saw his badge. And he, he runs up behind him and just smacks him over the head with the, the sandwiches. I, I love how you see Jimmy from behind me, like no, 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 no. He's a cop. Don't do it. <laughs> But he just goes for it. Heel, heel's not the brightest bulb in the, in the. Uh, never has been though, has he? Yeah, he's he's just, nah, he's, he's he never has been. And the the poor sod's sitting in the back of the police car, and, and Jimmy's trying to like talk it out with the cop, and the cop's just like, "Hey, I tried. I asked you to like move and sell your phone somewhere else, so it wasn't drug dealers that were getting them, and you told me to piss off. So, so no. <laughs> look, look, this 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 scene did have me, you know, laughing quite a bit. 
because he's like, there's nothing wrong with it. He's like, no, I I know this guy. I arrested him three years ago. And he, and, and you see Jimmy go, oh, shit. He's yeah. Because like, he knows what the... Three years is a long time. A man can change a yeah. lot. Look, you, you don't know that that's the same guy. Because he's just cut to Hull. He's like, yeah, okay, that's the same guy. Yeah, every every time like someone says something like that, every, cause he, because he's a lawyer, because he understands the law... He knows what every single piece of de- what every detail means in terms of the law case. In terms of okay, shit, that puts him in really bad trouble because now he's he's a repeat offender, and now he can sell it as this was revenge, this was uh, a vindictive choice. Uh, you know, yeah. he, like he understands what the what the court is going to say now, what, what the 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 prosecution is going to roll with based on what he's just said, and that's kind of the beauty. Yeah, this is you understand why he's smart enough to get what he just said. But so so he goes and he goes to Kim and. There, I felt so so bad for Kim the moment she she just sort of turns to him and says, "You've been selling burner phones out of your car, like," and she just stares at him and he's like, "Oh, let's just gloss past that. Let's talk about Huel." And she just sort of stares for the next while. Like he's been doing this for months. He's been doing this for nine freaking months. She's not known a damn thing, and it's so sleazy and it's so you know. And, and that's Jimmy, it. her face is like, "What have you been doing?" She's so disappointed in yeah, it. Yeah, she's. It's a I'd go as far as say she's distraught, right? And yeah. She's like, look, I'll look into it. I'll go speak to him. And but, she goes, but the, do you know what? No, the bit that really gets me about this scene is that I'd say she's disappointed that he was selling the phones and doing that. Mm. When she gets distraught is when he offers his suggestion of being the skeevy lawyer. That's true. Not yeah. It's when he sits down and he says, hey, I've got this plan. We'll get him liquored up and we'll make him blow up in front of the, the judge and we'll, you know, we'll discredit him. And the look of horror on her face. The look of wait, you're still want to pull this shit? Like seriously, after you got you got disbarred for a year, and like you're still going to try and pull shit. Like you're this. not even you're not even allowed back yet, and you're already pulling these schemes. She, you can tell she was hoping that he'd change because he went through this, because he got into trouble, because he was taken away for a year. She was hoping that he was going to change at least enough not to pull highly illegal tactics in the court right and you can see that she's distraught by that but she's like like, i'll go talk to him let me handle it and of course there's that great moment when he's leaving and she asks her assistant to shut the door behind her and like great call back to what two or three episodes ago in the house with the door kind of just sort of just sort of drifting shut it was a little bit ajar yeah this time's like nope that's shut but she goes down she talks to the prosecution and she's trying to convince her, hey, like all these prior guys who you got off, like they, they, you know, you didn't get them like as much. So they, they got five months here, five months there. She's like, yeah, they weren't, didn't have priors. And she's she's arguing her way, but she's not really succeeding. And obviously, there's the the big moment here emotionally is towards the end of the scene where the prosecution says, hey, the only witness we've got here is a scummy, disbarred lawyer who sells phones in the street. And like, you can again, I felt horrible for Kim because. She's right. <laughs> she, the woman's right. She is, but at the same time, she's like, no, no, no. you don't talk about him like that. K- kind of. You get you get a sense of that, but you, you you get her embarrassment. The way she gets out there, the way she throws the door open, she is she is hurt by that statement. And it's it's and I think it's a double sided thing. I think in the one hand, there's an element of truth there, and she knows it's true, and that hurts. And then on the other hand. There's there's this like shame because of it, and then but then there's also this fight to want to like protect him and defend him, and that's why the ending hurts me, because I know because she's walking off. She's like, look, tell him he can't run, and Saul's like, uh, sure, I'll say that. Sure, you do your thing, I'll do it my way. And she's like, what does that mean? 
right? And, she, and he's like, it's fine, just do your thing. And, yeah. and she, she knows. Right, and then she turns around and says, hey, wait, I think I've got another idea. And that's that's where we end it. And my, no, my... no, no, no. She doesn't turn around and just say that, though. That's it, because she drives off. She phones him, yeah, sure, yeah. And, and But no, but that, I think that adds more weight to it. She's thinking about it on the way over. And, and then, you know, goes into the shop. She's throwing all this stuff in the, in the trolley. You know, all these pens, like, coloured pens. Yeah, stationery. Basically for, for her law and law-taking notes and things, I oh, guess. There's a lot. She's like every kind it of There's a lot. I'm not entirely sure the purpose of this amount it's, of no, stationery. That, but... No, that's the thing. This stationery, it's not for law-taking purposes. Whatever this is, this is to do with her skeevy better plan. It, well, it, yeah, it, it probably is. There's probably more of an intent, but the main point is though is that she calls him and she says, "Hey, I've got another idea." Now, it may not be skeevy. We don't know that for a fact at this point. But my heart sinks because I feel like Kim's about to ruin her career because she's going to try and pull something to help no, Saul. That, that, no, that's exactly it. The, the way she's going around grabbing all this stuff and there's, I've got, it's, it's not just I've got another idea. It's I've got a better idea, and better to Saul means skeevy right it, no it it's does not, it's not legitimate and no, and i'm like but no, part, okay, part no but part of you hopes down. but part of you hopes even though you know it's probably not going to be the case part of you hopes that when she says better she's thought of a loophole she's thought of a way around it that doesn't betray yeah, yeah. who she is but the the concern you have the sinking feeling in your stomach when she says that is that she's about to do something even even though all throughout this episode because this is the thing Saul tries to reconnect with her and it's not really working and all throughout this episode she keeps getting evidence that Saul's still being skeevy he's selling the phones he has this ridiculous idea about get, getting the cop drunk to discredit him he has all these ideas he's, he just ignores her and she's like hey call him and tell him that he has to not run like he has to stick around and I'll help him the best I can but he's going to have to do time and he still doesn't listen and despite all that, it sounds like she's going to betray everything she is and everything she's built to help him. And I'm worried because I feel like this might end in disaster for her. I know. This this episode is so effective. This moment especially is so effective. The episode ends and I literally just covered her face. I was like, no, Kim, what are you doing? Just I'm there you're sitting there doing that. Because like, this, this is the why? sad part of this is that obviously we've been upset for a long time that we knew this couldn't end well for the pair of them. But I think at the, a certain point, recently especially uh, i i've been kind of like well at least kim might make it out okay on her own she might make it away and be okay yeah we we were i think we always expected her to be okay professionally yes right and and even with that tease a couple of episodes ago you know where uh you know it set in the the at the end of breaking bad where you know he is so so like you know hey go get another lawyer you know and and we said how oh, could it be kim we, we we discredited that at the time of course because you know, we were like, okay, it's probably you know, Howard. But the fact that it still crossed our minds at all meant that we thought that she was still safe professionally. Yeah, but here's the thing. Everything she cares about, everything we know about her, she cares about law. She, she actively took the job she has right now so she can go around helping you know the, the little guys, right? She has a, she has a framed photo on her wall of a, of a note, a thank you note that someone wrote her for, for helping them in court she loves this this is her life this is everything she strives for and Saul is about to take it away he's about to ruin it it is and I think that's why she's so even this case here she is quite passionate about it she's willing to go this far because as much as she's like yeah Hill's probably pretty sketchy and she knows what, what what Jimmy's been up to she knows that they're being unfair with the the treatment you know when when she was arguing with the with the judge being like hey 
this is way too much for what this is. She believed everything she yeah, was saying. especially when she was saying about the uh, all these other examples. Oh, that's this, this cop had a broken nose. This guy had a concussion. This one got hit with a sandwich. He's fine. <laughs> there was no yeah, injury. Yeah, and, and and he didn't know he was a cop. Whereas all the others, it sounds like they actively targeted. Yeah, the cop. yeah. And so she genuinely believes that no, 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 I can't let this guy do eighteen months or whatever it is, eighteen months plus a year for this. You know, that's not fair. She she does believe that, which is why she's willing to to go that extra skeevy route maybe i think i think that's why she wants to help at all i don't think that's the motivation for the for the outright skeeviness i think that is no, no I, I don't think it's the entire motivation but i think it's it, she has to legitimately still feel that for the case for her to even consider it. oh sure but I, I but that's why she wants to take his case in the first place why she wants to go skeevy is partly to help Saul, and partly and this is a slightly different thing is the influence of Saul, because if you go back to like season two, do you, re- do you remember when he taught her how to like you know trick people, how to con people? He he has yeah, actively yeah. influenced her over time, and she's always kind of fought it, and she's kind of like got back to because she is she is a reasonable, decent person who doesn't do those things typically. But she did do it before. It's kind of the seeds in there, and I think that's kind of coming back to. I'm just back to I'm, blossom. I'm at a point now where I'm terrified this season ends with Saul getting his license back. And, and Kim, Kim being disbarred. Oh god! I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it may go that far. I, but I feel like it's something that happened in season three of Mister Robot. There's a scene in the season. I won't obviously spoil it for anyone who's not watched Mister Robot yet. And you want to go watch? You should go watch Mister Robot. It's fantastic. You should. But yeah. there's a scene in the season finale of Mister Robot where someone has basically ruined someone else's life, and they say they hate them because you've taken away everything I care about because they've ruined them professionally. And I'm, I am now terrified of that scene where Kim says to Saul, you ruined my life. You actively ruined my entire life because of your influence, because of because of you being I, here. I am terrified of that as well, but I don't know if that scene will be this season. I don't know. I, I, think, don't, I don't necessarily think I, it'll I be this think, season. I don't think she'll realise straight away that it was he did this. I don't necessarily think it'll be this season, but that scene, I am like 90% confident is going to happen by the end of the show. Mm god i hate this show i hate how it makes me feel <laughs> that said that said she could come very close in regular way out at the last second realizing that saul's doing this to her and we get the happy kim ending where she has gets to have her career <laughs> it it says so much about the power of this episode that before this episode we were like yeah kim's fine i mean she, she, she's probably you know <clears throat> heartbroken you know whatever went wrong with jimmy but professionally she's fine well yeah because up up until a thing yeah up until this point we were upset because we liked them together and we thought that despite all these faults he did generally care for kim and kim generally cared for him and we were upset because of the demise of that relationship but now we're worried that he is going to ruin her life just because of who he is and what he does right exactly and it's something we'd never even considered. No, I don't, oh, I don't think I had. Um, like I say, it was like, yeah, okay, it'll be a loss to the relationship, and that's that. That was sad in itself. But at the end of the day, she would have moved on and you know had a career, you know, everything else, yeah. right? I, I, I'm now, somewhat I maintaining. It's only been one episode, admittedly. I'm maintaining that last week was the moment because he's already, he's got the Saul business cards. He's now actively not even trying to the, be better. He's not even lying to Kim anymore. He's actually just saying, "Yeah, I'm going to do my thing." I'm going to. Do you know? Okay, here's the thing that I will agree. It might it might be the moment. Yeah. But here's the thing that might snap him back, at least temporarily, is 
if if this gets Kim in the shit, he or, might feel so guilty that he tries to go good again. Actually, here's some here's a possibility. I could see Kim like being very close to being in the shit, and he throws himself in the under the bus to to save her. And it's it's still going to be like a, a, a heartbreaking the, the goodbye. The last act of Jimmy. It's it's the, it's the last act of like genuine kindness that he'll do before he before he lets her go forever. Maybe, yeah. Um, and she'll still probably hate his guts by that point, and that's fine. But um, I I could see that. I will be- say. Because this is the thing. We do still like Saul. Saul has redeeming qualities. He absolutely does. He has more redeeming qualities than, than Walter did in Breaking Bad. Especially oh, this absolutely. late in the show. What Walter was likable up until a point, but then, of course, you know, he became who he was. Jimmy has a lot more likable qualities. And I still think we want to like Jimmy. And I feel like we could get the heartbreak, we could get the, the effect of most of it, but still give him the... The redemption of okay, as much as we we hate what happened, we can't hate him because he still did the right thing in the end for her. However, do, do you know what the, the moment I'm scared of, of uh-huh. that, that might not happen, but it's 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 the, the moment I'm scared that could happen is when he has an opportunity to save Kim and chooses not to cost to himself, like he would be you know permanently disbarred if he did, and he and he chooses not to. That's that, that, the moment where I'm like, okay, no, that's it, that's all. Yeah, that that would be the moment where we, we kind of hate him. It'd still be fun to watch. It'd still be entertaining, but that'd be that would color how like when if we go on to watch Breaking Bad again after this, that would color how we think of him that entire show. Yeah, yeah, that's the moment where if you know if if to distinguish with Walt, it was you know there's the moment where for you that's when he became Heisenberg, right? And yes. that's when you hated him. This would be the okay the moment Jimmy truly became Saul, and, we, and you you hate him now. Except that's the difference, the moment, I think happens. the difference here though is with, with with Walter, it was about gaining power. It was about showing force. With Saul, it's a lot more pathetic. Well, it's a lot it's more survival. It's a moment of just outright weakness, rather than him trying to show strength. Yeah, and that, that that's what really separates it. If that's what they do, yeah. if that's what if that's where this yeah. goes, then that that's what will separate it. And I hate that. I can see that being the thing that happens. I can see it. Everything we've talked about in the last ten minutes, I can see happening. And no, I can. As but well. by there's far. So many- potential outcomes here but by far the most hurtful the one that will absolutely kill us the most is you ruin my life and our careers over that is the one that will hurt the most yeah i hate this show <laughs> do you know what? no I, I do because no, no other show that i've watched in in a while has made me feel like this like, like that i'm terrified for a character genuinely terrified about what could happen for a character no, the character works so strong, and it's funny, we've been saying a lot this season that this has been a quieter season, it's sort of re-establishing things. This, is, this was the moment where it felt like, okay, this is what we were building to. It, it, it was I, I think this threat. so far, this is this is the episode of the season. Oh, it is. This is my favourite episode of the season. because It's, the, it's not the most action-packed, but it's no. the one that makes you feel the most. But when it gets to the end, it's made its point and your heart sinks because of the choice she's making and the implications of that. And that is a sign that they have set these characters up so damn well that I know what her saying that means. And again, there's a small smidge of hope that it means something else, but it it most definitely doesn't. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't. No. But you're clinging to it because you want to believe. But You've got to fa- have that in the back of your mind. Just maybe, maybe Kim can get out of this. Yeah. There's, there's not a scene in this episode where you don't understand what's going through either Kim or Saul's head. There's not a single one. Or, or at least not, not for long. Like, obviously, there's a point with Kim towards the end where she's thinking and she's doing stuff. And you're like, why is she buying all this stuff? Why is she getting all this stationery? But as soon as she says it, you immediately get the choice she's making. And that hurts. And 
So it's super effective. That, that, that is why when it gets to the end of the week and we're picking our favourite episode of the week, it's why when we get to the end of the year and we're doing our top 10 shows of the year, it's why Saul always ranks goddamn high. Because the rating and the character work, and it's, the direction's great as well, but the rating and the character work is the exceptional part of it. That is what sets it it's, above just about everything else on TV. But, but you're right, the, the direction in this episode, we had, you know, we had the montage at the start, which is a very classic Breaking Bad and Saul thing now. Yeah, these montages that they're, like they're there, but then even just the smaller shots that I associate with these shows, um, you know, when we're at the vending machine and the coins are going in, but we're inside the vending machine watching the coins come towards us. Yeah, it's like a three, four second shot, but that is the style that I associate with these, and it's just such strong direction to get that consistently. Yeah, there, there was multiple scenes in this, and they all involve Kim actually. The the moment where the prosecutor referred to Jimmy as the scumbag lawyer who got disbarred that we can't trust. That moment hit me like a, a ton of bricks because of how it made Kim feel. The moment where Saul gives his plan, you know, let's discredit the, the, the cop by making him drunk and doing this and that. That entire moment. There were several moments in this where I was just like, my heart was just sinking because of what it yeah. meant. Because it was the disappointment of, because I think I think in a lot of ways we are Kim. Kim is our conduit in the show because she not that we're all lawyers, but in the sense that she is the more normal person. She she wants Jimmy to be good. She wants to believe in him. She wants him to succeed, and he's disappointed. At the same her. time, she kind of accepts him for who the for the, you yes, know, the scumbag yes. that he is. In the same that we kind of like him being a scumbag. So right? so when he lets her down, he's letting us down, and it's yeah. kind of genius. It's kind of genius that the one real notable new character out, out of all because you know we know mike we know gus we know saul from breaking bad the, the, the biggest notable new character outside of chuck of course who had his own whole thing but outside of those characters kim is the biggest character in the show arguably the second top she's probably a bigger character in this show than mike arguably more important perhaps and I, I would i would say so and using her as the audience conduit is a really smart idea because we already care about all the other characters from the other show if you've watched breaking bad this this has made her so important to the, how we feel about this show. It's exceptional. This this is why, bar none, this is the best prequel that's ever been made. I'm saying it now. Nothing else even I'm, comes I'm, close. I'm probably not gonna fight you. I I, I don't. I, I wouldn't expect I you. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you would. Because I think even if you can think of other good prequels, where oh you know you know that prequel movie was fine or it was fun or you know. Um, whatever right i mean i have problems with prequels in general a lot of the time because i feel like they do a lot of the, the same kind of yeah, yeah traps no, and tricks. Honestly, like the, the closest i can think of for me is star wars the clone wars not not the movies the, the <laughs> okay. tv show sure I'm, I'm, I'm not putting the movies up there don't worry but the tv show genuinely did some good stuff but not only not only is this standing kind on its own not only is this arguably by the end of it maybe going to outclass its the, the the predecessor it doesn't like Nothing about this, even even if I say this is ultimately going to be more consistent by the end than Breaking Bad, that will not in any way negatively impact Breaking Bad itself. They're... No, I would say if this sticks the landing, I think this is a better show. And if, it, but if, anything, if anything, it'll just make Breaking Bad even better when you watch it again. Yeah. So... Like that, 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 this is every time someone makes a prequel and they claim all these things. This is this is what they're claiming they're going to do. This is the only thing I've ever really seen pull it off. Because typically prequels, more often than not, are about making references to things that you already know about from the first thing, and that's kind of, and you already know where the story's going to end, so it doesn't really matter. But how much did we talk about in this review? How much have we said we are terrified for Kim? 
How much have I we said that? I think it says a lot that we're a good half hour into this review and we, we haven't mentioned Mike and Gus and Hector yet. Oh yeah, we've got that to get to. Uh, yeah. Um, so somehow Hector, somehow Hector, even though he can only move one finger, is still sexually harassing people. I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but he somehow is. Goddamn impressive is what it is. Knocking over the cup and just I I I in the nurse up. And I'm like Hector, you scumbag. Yeah, but he. Uh, you know, credit credit you know, to to the acting that he's just wiggling an eyebrow. Oh yeah, and, but you get what he's doing, and, and you know exactly what he's doing. Although, although to be fair, the camera work is helping him by focusing on our ass and stuff like that, just to make it really. It is, clear. but even before that, like you know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, just, he just has that look in his eyes. So you've got the the Gus appointed doctor, you know sort of rehabilitating him and we see her with Gus later on at his house and he's making some dinner and he asks the question is it him and you get what he means by that he's like you know is he sure he's awake but is he just kind of like in a daze is he not really responding or is his mind there is it him like is this the Hector that I know and she shows him the footage and he watches the cup thing and she she's like oh it could just be involuntary he's like oh do you think it's not and Gus just smiles and he's like I think your work is done. He's like, no, we could get much further. I, I could probably train up to speak again and stuff. He's like, no, no, let's not get our expectations too high. Let's not do that. I, I, yeah, he, he just seems like, he's there. That's good enough for me. He knows he's, because he obviously just doesn't want him to get better beyond this. He just, the reason why he smiles is because he knows at that point, this is the Hector that he knows who who will understand what he's putting them through. Well, whatever Gus yeah. is going to do to him, this Hector will understand it and be aware of it. And that's exactly. all Gus needs. He, he will understand the punishment yes he will understand who he is he'll understand who gus is and that that sly little smile when he's like he knows who he is he understands his surroundings now he's mine (laughs) (laughs) because now he can understand why i'm doing it uh so that that was beautiful of course mike stuff uh he's working with the 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 germans the builders um and we see that they've excavated most of the the basement now Uh, they've got a bit of blast to do they end up causing a bit of a ruckus the, the kai it character is a yeah you know we were, we were questioning what exactly yeah. it was a few episodes ago because we remember i went it's not a laundrette is it and we both went no that doesn't feel right well no it's too I, industrial for that well, well I, I think i corrected myself so i think it's an industrial laundrette for companies like you know when it's not yeah. just it's not just it's not like a laundrette where a person just goes and says hey can you do my laundry it's you know it'll be no no it'll be like a hotel well, who sends like you know 500 sheets bed sheets yeah, to get yeah done. But, it, but it was so industrial that i i questioned whether or not it was a laundrette at all. yeah well, let's be honest. No, how, of, how often do most of us find ourselves in an industrial laundrette? <laughs> no, that's just true. I, I, I can say I never have. That said, those uh, dryers and washing machines are big enough for a human to go in and <laughs> take a ride. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. So are regular ones if you find a small enough human. <laughs> They're called children. If you're going to say it, just say children. I just wanted the dark implication to sit there. Every so often, I'll find the cat and one of the cats in the dryer. They'll just be lying in there. Good job you check before you turn it on. Oh, yeah, of course I do. But that's why you check. If you've got cats, you always like it. It's nice and warm. Washing machine, not so much because that typically is damp because it's, you know, it's been wet. But the dryer, they like that. It's nice and warm. I imagine if you put a cat through the dryer, it would come out with all its, its, its hair just standing on end. Most lately, most lately. Just, uh, just fuzzed up. Never done it, but Kai's causing some tensions and they're all a bit stressed because they've been here for a long time and, and they know that despite the fact that they might be done in a couple of months, they are only about half done. They know that. They they, they can tell, they, they know how much work they've got to do and they, they know they're behind schedule. I, the, 
there's a fantastic moment of tension where he backs up the truck and knocks out one of the support pillars mm-hmm. and everyone shits themselves like shit you know just for a moment they're like okay the whole place could collapse yeah like there's that look where everyone is terrified yeah and then they get angry because they realize that that how much extra work it means yeah um and they're all stressed and it you know and we see that mike's really befriending the german like guy the you know the the the, the foreman the leader dude. yeah yeah i think foreman is the correct term in this case it probably is yeah, yeah. Um, but he he like, he's teaching them a little bit of German. Mike's teaching them some more American phrases, and they're, they're kind of bonding a little bit. They seem to be very having friendly. some beer together. Yeah, um, and he basically says, "Yeah, they need some rest and relaxation." It kind of implies they need some, you know, female companionship of some kind. Um, and, and and Mike's very understanding here, where he's like, "Look, you know, I, I get that today wasn't great, and you know, tensions are a bit high." But it's just, you know, they're stuck in here. There's only so much they can do. And Mike understands me. It's like, yeah, okay. No, I I get it. The people. Yeah. So so I don't know how Mike's going to solve this problem because obviously I don't think they want to have like other people coming in. And at that point, like, like well, that, I mean, if you're going to go with like, oh, how do we ensure this happens? That, 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 at that point, you're getting lots of prostitutes to come in, right? Yeah. Which, you know, maybe that's not the perfect way of doing it. Uh, so I'm curious to see how Mike will try and solve this problem and if there's going to be more issues with Kai. Um, uh, an interesting conundrum. Yes. So I'm um, curious. But, I mean, that, that stuff was uh, small potatoes versus the Kim and Jimmy stuff. Oh, yeah, that was just... Here you go. Have a little breather for 10 minutes. A little, little bit of plot. We'll come back to this later. It'll be important, but... Good good stuff still, but yeah, not yeah. on the same level. Oh, yeah. Gus, Gussie's sly little smile when he realised that Hector was back. He's like, all right, okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go to town. That's a great move. Uh, I love how the first time you see a movie, you see the hand, you know, the finger flick. It's like, oh, the bell. Put a bell under there. He's a bell. Just yeah. the bell. Yeah. Uh, so oh, glorious. This is such a good episode. Really good. So that that is Better Call Saul, season four, episode seven. Um, we'll be back next week, of course, with episode eight. So let us know what you thought of this one. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz, and you can get us on patreon.com slash TV. If you want to support the show, the channel, and everything we do here, keep the reviews coming. Uh, you can do that for as little as a dollar per month. Um, and that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>